Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Good Father Brand Podcast. Yes, we are back, and this podcast is generally talking about fatherhood and things that are related to it. So, um, just make sure you follow on Spotify, um, we're predominantly on Anchor, and other podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts especially. Alright. Without further ado, we're going to get started. Um, I know it's been a while since the last time I recorded the podcast. Um, things were a little rough, but I'm back. So, alright. Um, what I'm going to talk about in um, this episode, I'm actually going to talk about the... Um, I watched a movie, um, When They See Us. A lot of people talk, um, you know, talked about this movie, saying that how it was very traumatic and... Um, people were saying that um, they really didn't want to see it. Well, they wanted to see it, but they had to, like, you know, they had to take breaks and take their time. And because it was, you know what I'm saying, it was so much. Um, if you don't know, When They See Us is about a movie that's talking about um, it was a um, beating and sexual assault in Central Park in 1989. And. They basically rounded up the black and brown boys that was in the area, and five of them got convicted and actually served between six to 14 years in prison for something they didn't do. And it, it carried on throughout their lives until they was exonerated in, I think it was 2001 or 2002. Um, they was exonerated for their, um, they, they was exonerated for their crimes. So... Yeah, so um, they was, you know, innocent, 100% innocent, or guy ended up confessing um, in prison years later um, to the crime. So the person actually did it was actually commit more crime when they convicted these boys by doing it. So um, that's pretty much what this is about. Um, this is about how twisted and how weak and how messed up our judicial system is in this country and the demonization of black boys, black and brown boys. And it was something that was addressed and I think it hits home to a lot of people because it's either happened to someone that they know or it is a thing that, you know, it's a thing that people experience. So people are very afraid of what could happen or they've seen it happen or they know about police brutality and all this other stuff and about how you know the judicial system is not in our favor so i think you know a lot of people was taking their time um watching this netflix special it's like five hours long and it's in four parts so a lot of it is it it, it gets really deep it gets really deep so um, I'm just talk. Um, the reason I talked about this in regards to this podcast is because there are a lot of father-son moments, um, in this in this um in this movie, um, uh, in this Netflix special, um, that um, because the very first scene of the movie is actually a father-son moment. It was with um one character and his dad. And it shows that they had a very good relationship. And that young boy going to jail was the, it 
messed up their relationship. It 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 it, it really messed it up. It tarnished their relationship. I mean, it got rebuilt, but it took a while. Just because you know that you know him getting innocent instantly placed in jail, you know it it, it was terrible, and it made me think about how would be if my if that was my son in that situation since i'm a dad it is something i think about and let me say this real quick when it comes to the central part five and boys getting round up and instantly charged and pushed a narrative that they are animalistic people this is actually a fear of mine when i was younger that I was afraid that I was going to go to jail for something I didn't do. That has always been a f- that was always a fear of mine. I was always afraid of that. So me watching this movie addressed the fears that I had when I was around that age. That I would get round up and you know, in you know I would be charged with something, and I knew that I wouldn't have full protection of the law because I'm a black because I'm a black man. So. And just basically addressed the fear that I had. I, I wasn't crazy. I wasn't, you know, it does happen. So it addressed that it does happen to two people. So I'm going to get back to the father-son thing. Um, <clears throat> one character in the movie, um, Antron, yeah, that was his name. Um, the relationship to him and his dad was, um, it was very good. And then it changed when he got, went to jail. Okay. Spoiler alert, I'm going to give a lot of spoilers out in this podcast, so be ready. So, it it was one scene, you know, when Antron went to, you know, he was getting interrogated. And his dad was like, his, his dad had that fear that he didn't want his son going to jail. And the police was telling that if you tell us what we want to hear, we'll let you go, you know. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll let you go home, you know? And so Antron's dad was like, son, tell them whatever you want. I mean, tell them exactly what they want to hear. And Antron was like, but I didn't do it. And you could see the pain in the dad's eyes. He just wanted to get his son home because it was a guarantee by the police that if he said what they wanted to hear, he goes home. Now, we know that is not going to happen because if you tell them what they want to hear, you basically are making your own self guilty. And that is going to be the reason that they keep you in there. And come to find out, these boys were interrogated for like almost a whole day, like 17 to 20 hours interrogated over and over again, physically abused, like didn't eat didn't drink anything like it it was bad man and as a father seeing my son go through that like that would man that would break my that that would almost break my spirit man and then a lot of people was mad at the you know Antron was mad at his dad because his dad didn't come to the trial as a father I get it on one end it's like okay you want to support your son you want to be there for him let him know that we got his back but the other part is going to be painful seeing your son in try in a trial for something he didn't do and the world demonizing him at the same time like 
it's like it, it it was something that made me think like I think as fathers we need to teach our children the laws the laws of this you know the laws of this country because I know that it's a mess of judicial system judicial system but I feel like there are other ways that we can combat it um, if we knew our laws I feel like some of the stuff that happens wouldn't happen as often and I'm not saying it won't happen at all but it will happen less often um, because these kids were um, they were coerced into signing confession letters they was coerced to confess to something they didn't do all because they want their conviction rate to still be high and if um, I saw this Netflix documentary um, I forgot the name of it but it talks about how people created uh, it's, it's how um, uh, let, me, let me get my words right okay yeah it was about um, when police um, like prosecution they have a certain uh, conviction rate because it helps them get paid and it also looks good on paper so um, they were saying that um, most you know departments and stuff like that and legal proceedings they have like a 90% or higher conviction rate that basically makes their numbers look good so even if you didn't do it you might be going to jail just because it's a 90% conviction rate if you didn't do it they will find a way to put it on you and if you're black now there's more now that grows even more just because you're just because of that just because these prosecutors know that the system does not work for us it works predominantly against us so we have to use the law and use it to our advantage because if we don't this stuff is going to keep happening over and over and over again um and oh another thing is that in the um for the central part five um they were actually interrogated without their parents knowing that it's actually illegal you're not supposed to do that and they got away with it like the whole process was completely messed up and they was able to slide they was able to do it and get away with it and they, they and they didn't address the problems until years later and another thing is that um as a father i think about how demonized our um our children are our sons especially um they feel like that our black boys are have an animalistic terrible nature they have a nature of the uh, of being um of having a rapacious nature i think i'm pronouncing that correct they have the nature of just like not controlling their sexual urges or being a criminal this is why they was like interrogated and treated like that like the world already had these preconceived notions of how black boys are so if you're paying five black boys to um beating up and raping a woman it's not it's not going to be surprising they feel like oh we we knew they was like that anyway so it's easy to demonize them like the code of public opinion won long before they was even guilty of before the trial even happened and you know donald trump made this eighty-five thousand dollar ad saying that they need to bring back the death penalty all because of that just reinforcing that stereotype that black boys are this way 
and we know for a fact that that's not necessarily the case if you look back throughout history it has been the white man that was like this not not black folks and in actuality if you want to keep it 100 we actually learned it from them we actually learned it, a lot of their behavior from them and i'm not saying that black people black men should be justified if they committing crimes or anything like that i'm just saying we learn from the best and i keep it at that we learn from the best but we get the negative stereotype of being this way so that when this trial happened they it was already over it was over before it began we put a target on these kids back and then they was treated then they was treated bad while they was in jail before they went to jail and then when they came out now they got this stigma over them. Because, you know, they had to actually register as sex offenders. They had to be, like, I think it was, like, the highest grade of sex offender. And they had to go in, you know, go in at night, leave in the, you know, they had to go in early at night. They had to leave a certain time in the morning. Um, they, you know, it was hard for them to find work. Um, they basically had to, like, their lives was ruined. Their youth was gone. Their opportunity to do great things were diminished. All because they, it's basically wrong place, wrong time, and all because of something they didn't do. I, I know it would be hard as a father seeing my son go through that, and they was convicted of something they didn't do. And now they got to live in this world, and that's over their head every single day. Like, man, that, man, that hurt my heart, man. I, I feel like, you know, we, we put our sons out here in this in this world and they got to go through that. And it's like as fathers, we're naturally protective, but we can only protect so much. We can only do so much. It's, it's, it's hard, man. It's hard being it's hard being a, a, a black father. I can't speak for fathers of other ethnicities, nationalities, race or anything like that. I can speak from the black male perspective that it's hard to raise a child, a son especially. You know, like, I'm not going to play the gender Olympics that, you know, boys got it worse than girls. It's just that, you know, I'm just speaking on the boy perspective because we're talking about the Central Park Five. And then another thing that that I noticed that you got, um, you got some of these people, these um, people that are considered thinkers and writers and speakers, they was talking negative about the black bo- about black boys too. Like you know, I know it's y'all. Um, it's the the black feminist hero, Bell Hooks. She basically talked about how black um black boys have the same animalistic thing and how we're um we're the benefits of patriarchy and all of this stuff. And I'm thinking. Black men don't have no power. Why y'all keep saying we are a part of the patriarchal system and we don't really benefit? You cannot criminalize and feel like black boys have this innate nature to do stuff like this. You're just as worse as the white folks. Yeah, I said it. You're just as bad as the white people. So I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about people talking about like our own talking demonizing these boys too like that's annoying man and you got these people that are professors and writers and thinkers and they thinking like this and i think this is why i want to get into academia man because i gotta change some of that that's some bull 
Like that 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 really is. Like how are you going to demonize us the same way the white man is? You're no better. If you if you got that mentality, you're no better. So, like I it is is very frustrating that we are already stereotyped as soon as like we come as soon as we're born and as soon as we grow up and you know become men and we are we already assume that we have these innate natures about us and we're animalistic and we rape and beat up and we're prone to violence they do this when we we are kids and this is why you have cases like you know trayvon martin and tamir rice and you know other black boys that have been killed in the hands of law enforcement and also with each other this is sad man so it's like what do we do we gotta find a solution our solution is that i feel like we should you know educate our boys about the law educate them that this system is not for us it is against us but we can use it to our advantage still um make sure that when they go out um they're not going they're not going anywhere by themselves if they are interrogated or anything like that um like because i know certain states are different just say like you know i would like to you know i don't want to say anything until i get my lawyer and then because i know you like my you know you're going to be lawyered up anyway so i want to make sure to be like hey you know if something happens you're going to be lawyered up you ain't you you have the right to not say anything even in the street they ask for your id or anything like that you do not have to give it to them there's no way you have to say you give it to them unless you're being detained if you're not being detained you don't have to give them anything so i feel like we do need to teach our kids you know teach them the law you know you can you know comply as much as comply as much as you can but at the same time if your rights are being violated you don't have to you know you don't have to like uh, uh, adhere to the rights that you're being violated with you have rights as a citizen in this in this country and i know the system is overall against us but we can still use it so you know that's predominantly all I got. You know all I got for this episode. Um, just make sure that you follow the Good Father Man podcast. It's on Instagram. Um, it is on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I know that much. Um, if you wanted to, um, you know, be a guest on the podcast, or you want me to speak anywhere, um, be sure to. Um, send my email. My email is thegoodfatherbrand at gmail.com. That is thegoodfatherbrand at gmail.com. All right, and um, that's going to be it. Um, be on the lookout for more episodes coming up. I am back, and hopefully, I can um, you know, keep this going. And thank you so much for listening, and y'all enjoy it. Peace.